Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Oh boy, he always seems to get involved, doesn't he? I'm telling you, too many coconuts have hit him right on top of the skull. Well, I think uh, Anthony will be a great acquisition. He can do it all. Avery, whose show is this? And we're live. Welcome everybody here to the Lakers Lounge. I'm Anthony Irwin, joined here on this fine Friday, your favorite day of the week. We are actually recording on your favorite day of the week. I don't have a cocktail in front of me on my favorite day of the week. What a what a disaster. No comment. <laughs> Um, we have a lot to talk about. So the Lakers find themselves down 0-2 in this series. Uh, Both games, you felt like there was, you know, especially in game two, felt like the Lakers maybe could have, should have won that one. Um, Game one, they were getting their asses kicked and then got back into it. And, uh, you know, again, Felt like they had opportunities, but that one, that one, you didn't really feel like, man, you let that one slip away, right? Because you were down twenty plus in that one, and you don't, yep. you don't normally consider games that you're down that way the kind that you can, you know, say, you look back on and say, man, if only. Um, but yeah, at the end of the day, all that really matters here is that the Lakers have to hold their serve now um, and win both of their home games. And Aaron, I guess that's the place to start is how confident are you that the Lakers are going to be able to do that? Um, Denver's really good. <laughs> so that factor is into this also. And there, there's this thing that like a series doesn't start until the road team wins a game. And I've always hated I just, that cliche. I just, think that, I just think that's nonsense. I've hated um, that. <laughs> I think it's nonsense. And there, here's why. There, there, there's a potential seven game series that never starts. <laughs> well, here's the other reason, right? The well, Lakers like, are down. like the series that Denver just played in didn't start until they won. Well, <laughs> also, maybe nobody wins a road game. That's very possible, also. Yeah. Um, but the reason I hate it is because, yeah, I mean, it does offer some perspective, right? Um, especially. Um, for if for the home team um because you can say you know the lakers going home now you can say like it can offer some perspective and some context and make you feel better um you know denver was doing what they were supposed to do and as you just said uh now it's on to the lakers to respond and hold home court even though the lakers don't have home court the problem with that though is when you go down 0-2 in a series and we saw this with denver in phoenix you know phoenix was able to uh, win the two games back home, you know, three games, three and four against Denver. Mm-hmm. But if somebody goes up to 2 0 on you, you have to win four of the next five games. Yeah. 
to win the series. And that's really yep. difficult, right? Mm-hmm. So I, the, the thought that like it doesn't start until the road team wins. No, like the Lakers needed to win one of those games in Denver because now yep. you have to beat a damn good team four times in the next five games. And that's just not very likely. Yeah, that's essentially, look, what you have to do, what the Lakers have to do here is, right, is just win the game in front of them and yes. and see what that does for you. But, you know, the thing that the thing that this Lakers team especially needed to avoid these playoffs, and to this point they have, is playing with enough energy to win and not winning that game, right? Expending that much energy, and in both of those games, right, you get you saw long minutes, you saw, um, you know, in, in especially in the second game, you saw them playing hard enough to win, but yep. there were just enough lapses in in uh, discipline, lapses in engagement, um, that you know Denver was able to hang around, and then look, like they have been that all season, they are especially at home really f well really effing good in general but really effing good in the clutch right like they yeah. they know exactly what they need to do to execute they execute they know exactly what um you know buttons to press and all that stuff they've been together for a really long time uh Jamal Murray like just did not miss last night in the fourth quarter um MPJ got his legs underneath him and and like that is that is still the thing by the way that like the Lakers have to avoid if they want to win the series is, is like MPJ getting going. But, but yeah, like it, it's just, it's just, so, uh, you know, going, going, going back home, going to LA and, and, and playing in this next game, you know, the thing that I'm a little concerned about is this is now two games that the Lakers have played really hard in and they are down Oh two. And it wouldn't surprise me at all if they were just exhausted in game three. Like th- this is, this is yeah, how the series happened. <clears throat> excuse me. To be fair, the Lakers are the deeper team. Like there, there are more guys you can trust on the Lakers bench than you trust on Denver's bench, but mm-hmm. not by a lot. And by this time of year, most teams aren't playing that many guys off their bench anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, you're playing seven or eight off your, you know, in total rather. So two or three guys off the bench generally by this time of the playoffs anyway. So yeah, the Lakers may be tired. Denver is also going to be tired. And the Lakers are, the Lakers are, they're they're the Lakers engine is older than than Denver's let's say that but few also more, better few condition, more miles on it but also better condition and so I think that my pushback it's not pushback but my response to that is like okay well yeah the Lakers expended a lot of energy trying to win a game in Denver and their best guys played a lot of minutes including you know like a guy in his 20th year and if he can't do it again you lose like what, what's the alternative right there is no there is no backup plan if LeBron is tired and can't give what the Lakers need to win a game, win both games in LA, you lose the series, but there isn't a, like, you're right. It is concerning, but there isn't another answer. I, I want to go back to one of the things you said about Denver um, and how good they are in the clutch. And it's because it's partially because they know, you know, they've been together. But I think it's more they just know who they are. And the, the Lakers have done a really good job this year of building an identity. Um, you know, physical, tough, right? All these kind of things. But that's defensively. Offensively, I'm not sure the Lakers know who they are to the extent that the Nuggets know who they are, right? Like, when yeah. you need a bucket, you know exactly what the Nuggets are going to do. 
It's mm-hmm. going to be Jamal Murray. It's going to be Nikola Jokic. They're going to play pick and roll, and they've just done that a million times. For the Lakers, when the Lakers need a bucket, the Lakers don't have an offensive identity in the ways that previous Lakers teams and LeBron teams have, um, but also uh, the Nuggets have. So I think that's why you've seen success in the in the clutch for the Nuggets because offensively, they know exactly what they're going to do. And they say, okay, can you stop it? The Lakers, it was a lot of, you know, Dennis pick and roll late with AD space. It was a lot of LeBron trying to ISO, but then not creating an advantage and settling for yeah. three. like, so there wasn't, you, there, there wasn't, there was, some, there was some Austin going to work there, which is like, there's some good options there, but there is not the one thing that is trusted that you just know you can get a good shot out of like the nuggets. So, yeah. I mean, I like AD. You know, okay. You know what? That the one where it was, uh, it ended up being a Dennis possession with AD space to the corner. And maybe there was forty seconds left or something like that. Mm-hmm. Like I just. All right, let's move on. <laughs> well, so like that I one think was that's frustrating Im- to me. That I mean, I, I felt like I, I'm I sure think... you talked about that with Raj last night because I saw it, he was it... talking about it uh, on Twitter also, but. The part of it that, that annoyed me on that one, so I know exactly, I, Raj did clip it, and then, um, you know, had, had he and I had a, uh, a, a back and forth about it. But the part of that, it's like, okay, you're going to space AD to the corner. He was open. As he's shooting, though, whoever is guarding Reeves on that right wing started to slip down to try to contest that shot like, or, like, appear like... Brown. Yeah, and I believe and it was just like... Brown. It's just like, man, AD, just swing the ball. So, like, Reeves is the Lakers' best shooter right now. Swing the ball up, and 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 I'll take that shot from Reeves a lot more than AD shooting a three. I know AD, AD, I know AD made one earlier, but like, I think a bigger point though was just like, it all felt very rudderless. It just felt kind of like, well, that's that's you know, my they, point. They, that's what I'm saying. They were like, like guided into what, yeah, like it was it was guided into Denver was guiding the Lakers into like a, a, a you know the shots that Denver wanted them to take you never really felt like and throughout the game like when the Lakers were playing well the Lakers were dictating the offense the Lakers were putting Jokic in space the Lakers were were hunting the the mismatch that they felt like hunting um I still haven't seen enough Michael Porter Jr. guarding uh pick and rolls and stuff and the times that they made him do any kind of defense on the move he picked up three fouls in the first half so like this is why, and I know Nuggets fans are like annoyed at at well, they're just generally annoyed, but and annoying. But um, like the when I say that that game, and there are people taking issue with this, um, when I say like it felt like that game slipped away, it's because the Lakers were playing better basketball. Like the Lakers for for much of that game, well, the Lakers led for most of the game. Yeah, like the Lakers three, felt in control for most of the game. Right, I, I would probably say like two and like nine tenths quarters, right? Yeah, the very end you of know? the third was not great. Yeah, and 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 then you know and, and again, Jamal got cooking in the fourth. This is where this is where like I think both of these things can be true. It felt like the Lakers let that one slip away slowly over the course of of the game, where there were opportunities to extend. A, a 12 point lead and a 16 or, you know, 16 into 18 or 20 and, and either a dumb shot would happen, a dumb turnover, a dumb foul that puts 
Denver in the bonus and allows it, them to, to, to keep the free throw somewhat close. And then when it came down to that fourth quarter, Denver beat the shit out of the Lakers, you know, and the Lakers made a run. They got back into it or whatever. But for the most part, that fourth quarter was a disaster. And it, and it wasn't like, like the, 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 to the extent that the Lakers were outplaying the, the Nuggets throughout that game, the Nuggets flipped it on its head and looked like the, the, the clear better team. They looked like the one seed over the seven seed. And, um, and again, like, I don't, I don't see why that would be something that would uh, piss off Nuggets fans, like describing that game that way. But, I mean, but you know, here we are. I know you have friends that are Nuggets fans and you have like working I'm relationships. About to do, I, I think I'm about to do Locked on Nuggets in like a couple hours or an hour. Or so. Yeah. So that'll go well. But that's just little brother syndrome. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If Only in Theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Right? That is, we are always, and, and by the way, that's the card that Mike Malone is playing also. Yeah. Uh, in every single one of his post games. It's, it's little, but it's like the insecurity of little, it's little brother syndrome. Right? Yeah. Like, and look, I, I think they've so, never won anything. They've never, they have never won two games in a conference finals. I don't think. But yeah, it was 4-1. The Lakers series was 4-1. I think that was their only conference finals. Yeah. Um, in the bubble, the Lakers beat them 4-1. I don't, I don't think they've ever won two games. They've never been this close to going to the finals and have never well, won anything. I'm glad you mentioned Malone. His quotes are annoying. And he or wait, keeps Michael, saying, or, I don't know what I said, but I don't want him to yell at me. So it's Michael Mikey. Malone. Mikey? Miggy? Michael Malone. I don't want him yelling at me. Um, doesn't he strike you as the kind of guy who has like army, like on his watch? It's on. It's on army the military time. time. Yeah, military time. <laughs> I never thought. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, that's more <laughs> I, that. If you if you said who is the one coach that has military time on their watch, uh, it would be Tibbs. But yeah, Malone Malone's seem that far off. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, I I a funny descriptor. <laughs> the guy most <laughs> was never never in the yearbook in high school. Most likely to use military time on their watch. Yeah. My brother-in-law used it like used military time for a while, and like would occasionally say, "Like, yeah, I'll see you at 0400. I'm like, "No, you won't. You're you're an HVAC, dude. <laughs> <laughs> no, you no, you won't. Oh four hundred. Are we snuggling? You're, you will not see me at 0400. Yeah, 0400 is early. Um, but yeah, uh, I I I find myself like with with Malone and his quotes. Um, just like with Kerr, where Kerr knew exactly what he was doing when he was talking about the refereeing and stuff and the flopping, I think Malone, um, he has been with that team for a long time. A long time. Mm -hmm. And um, and I think the number one thing that you can say as a credit to Malone's coaching is that he, 
he is on them hard, right? He, know, he, he takes those rage timeouts. He gets after it in timeouts. He, he really stresses defense. He, like, didn't play Michael Porter Jr. for a long time because, uh, because MPJ didn't want to defend, right? And he didn't have, the, like, the, the role that was commensurate with his, uh, with his talent for a long time because he didn't, like, fit into the Malone model. Um, and yet, like, that team loves him. That team plays hard for him. That team, like, you know, has stuck with him despite some frustrations over the years and him riding them as hard as he does. Um, they have, they have really, so I, I think when he does the whole like little brother thing, and when he talks about like, well, you know, coming out of game one, it was like, we had to make all the adjustments. And after yeah, game two, that. like, it's like, you know, doing the same kind of thing. I think that's him, you know, continuing to show his team that he's willing to fight for them in the media. And I think it's, it's, it's working. The only thing that I was concerned about, and again, Nuggets fans didn't like this, is like, eventually, if you... It, so he was going directly at D'Angelo Russell, right? And I think he, that's another one where, where um, it Did kind of makes sense. At D, I know, it was Bruce Brown he was. directly at him. Did he no, 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 he was... He, I saw him he, say, yeah. like, I saw him say that, like, what was it? One way players or they had they had a really they had a, a a player who has done some really good things for him and he didn't play at all in the fourth quarter. Oh yeah, that's that was, right. Yeah, you know, I did see yeah. that. Yes. Um and but he and didn't like, specifically say it was Bruce Brown that was specifically was like we were targeting D'Lo. Yes. Got yeah. You. And and look, both of them correct, right? Like both of them, both of them objectively correct. D'Lo has been a disaster here. I I grabbed this stat um last night as I was going to bed and it didn't help me go to bed, but. Um, through two games, the Lakers are minus 32.8 points per 100 possessions worse. They are they are 32.8 points per 100 possessions worse with Russell on the court. And they are 37.9 points better uh, per 100 possessions. <laughs> he has been an unmitigated disaster so, out there. <laughs> so I, I will put it uh, I will put it I, I will put it as simply as this. The reason the Lakers are still playing is because the Warriors didn't do what the Nuggets are doing. If the Warriors yeah. had attacked D'Lo like as intentionally as the Nuggets are and <laughs> are publicly admitting, yeah. of course, not admitting, saying because they, I think I think they think it's going to fuck with him um, mm -hmm. and force and force Darwin mess with Darwin's head. The only reason, not the only reason, the reason the Lakers, the biggest reason the Lakers are still playing is because the Warriors, for whatever reason, at the beginning of the series, I said, this is not a D'Lo series and this is not a pool series. And then either one of them, in game one, pool, you know, had six threes and was all right. And, you know, D'Lo had a few games where offensively he was good. And people wanted to dunk on me as, as Twitter is known for. And the reason I said that is because I didn't think either one of them could hold up defensively. And the the, the playoffs become predatory. And mm -hmm. for whatever reason, blame whoever you want. The Warriors didn't do that as it relates to D'Lo. I think that's why the Lakers are still playing. And we are seeing it. And now, like, it was... Look, it's all gamesmanship from, from Malone. But now I think, he, again, I think he's saying it because to mess with D'Lo, but more importantly, to mess with Darvin and try to make Darvin second-guess himself and... and there was a lineup change from game one to game two. Now will there be another one from game two to game three? Um, I think I think this is like psychological warfare from Malone on to on Darvin. Most like mostly, I think that's what the purpose is for. Um, 
you know, and, and then he was also saying after game one, like, ha ha ha, it's all the talk is about the Lakers, like the Lakers found something. So we have to adjust when we're up, you know, one game to none. Mm-hmm. Psychological warfare. He's mess. He's trying to, I'm not saying it's working, but he's trying to mess with Darwin's head about what should Darwin do and do we need to adjust? Do we not? And True and I talk about this a lot. I don't know if I've said it here on the Glorious Lakers Lounge, but every coach's favorite thing is when they win a game and hate the tape so they have plenty of things on tape to yell at their team about and correct (laughs) while still winning and that's what denver was able to do in game one and i thought that was a big advantage for them and i i agreed i i actually agreed with i mean i disagreed with malone's point because i i did i did think after game one that it was on the nuggets to adjust um because the mm. Lakers did, had found something that worked. They did the Lakers did not go directly to it in game 1, although Rui came in and scored a bunch of points in the first half and has like not missed a shot basically. <laughs> <laughs> in the first 6 quarters of the series basically didn't miss a shot. Um so I I but I think to go back to Malone, I think it's all psychological warfare and it will be fascinating to see if um again to the Lakers identity question or the you know, lack of identity question in some respects, I think it's probably, I mean, I think it's, I don't want to give anything away, but I think it's, I would not be shocked. Let me say that. I would not be shocked if we saw a, a different lineup again on, on in game three. I think they have to. Um, I, I, I think they have to, you know, we saw with the Warriors, right? When the Warriors were, were uh, down 0-1, they changed the starting lineup when they were uh and they, they tied it in in game two so i don't think we saw do we see a different lineup in game three the lakers oh excuse me the warriors played three different lineups i think in the first four games i believe yeah so so the only one that they didn't change their lineup <clears throat> with i think was going from two to three but then the, you, they changed it after game three heading into game four um and and yeah like i just think with the Lakers, like they're the team right now that has to find answers that that um, they can continue to go to. And, and honestly, like that to me is going to be like the definition of of whether this is a competitive series here moving forward, whether the Lakers get back into it because the Lakers, the Lakers essentially and you mentioned their identity. And I, I, I think I'm going to push back slightly. I think they have found an identity that they can go to, but I don't know if it's necessarily the identity that Darvin Ham is the most comfortable with. Um, they can be physical, they can be long, they can be athletic, but we continue to see the small guard lineups, the, the, the three guard lineups, sometimes with LeBron and AD, which makes that, you know, which raises the average size out there. But like, if, if the Lakers really committed to you know, size and physicality and, and, and those things, you'd see more Vanderbilt minutes. Rui would play more than 30 minutes um, than he did last night. You know, I, 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 I think there's an identity there. It's just a matter of if the Lakers are going to stick with it. The problem with it, though, with that, though, is um, they only have like a handful of players who, who can actually fit into that thing, right? And, and Vanderbilt, is it becomes unplayable sometimes because of the offensive concerns, Rui like cannot stay attached on on uh, the pick and roll. Like last night, they put him on Jamal Murray and essentially tried to like switch everything. Murray hit like two or three, yeah, yeah, two or three straight threes that that helped uh, end that game essentially. 
Um, it, 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 the, the tough thing here is that like there is an identity, but I don't think the Lakers have enough guys across their roster to stick to that identity. They need like one or two more guys built like Rui, like Vanderbilt, who who can't get played off of the court. And unfortunately, those guys. Are super <laughs> yeah, I mean, by the way, so do, those guys are those guys. Those are guys are Kawhi so- Leonard. Everybody <laughs> needs more of those guys. Yeah. Right. Right. So I, I I think to me, like if if you're if if you were to ask me, like what is this series going to boil down to here mo- moving forward? It's either the Lakers just fully commit to being bigger, stronger, faster than they would be with the, 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 the tiny little guards that they keep playing or those tiny little guards play better. Like the, the thing that I, that drives me nuts watching those guys play is you're playing small ball and they're slower than the other team. <laughs> like you, you, you're going super small to try to speed up the game and, and force Jokic to guard in space. And the Lakers are just like stuck in the mud. So, so that's I, why I, I think with, like, that's why yeah. I differentiated between the op- the team's offensive identity and the defensive identity. Mm-hmm. I think the team has an identity um, because, again, like when you, the the la- the starting lineup that was used last night and was used, you know, towards the end of the regular season, um, is big and physical, and it isn't small, right? the The question becomes when Vando has trouble offensively, and you need to find a role for Vando offensively, then. If Dennis is if Dennis is the substitution in the starting lineup as opposed to Rui, um, then you run into wait we have three kind of small guys out there um, against a Denver team that's really big against the Warriors it doesn't matter as much other than the Warriors small guys are better than your small guys although not not mm-hmm. in the in this previous series. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. But this is also part of the like, this is also part of the Mobamba question, right? Because... And the Wenyan question, because Wenyan and Mo, Mo for injury reasons, maybe, or just not being good enough. And Wenyan, because he's just not that big, right? Mm-hmm. The Lakers don't have another center. They have Anthony Davis and that's it. So I, and I was, I'm not going to tell you who I was talking to. I was talking to someone, let's say that, um, before the game yesterday. And I was advocating for, I was, I was trying to get, I'm going to put air quotes up. I was trying to get us to start Dennis, Austin, Vando, LeBron, AD, and have LeBron guard Joker full-time. And LeBron did guard Joker a bunch yesterday mm-hmm. and was pretty effective um, because I think it lets AD and, and Vando on Murray and AD on um, on Aaron Gordon and just let him kind of roam and be the destroyer of worlds that he was in game one when he wasn't guarding Joker. And then I think Rui is the LeBron replacement to guard Joker in, the, in those minutes. I mean, look, AD is going to get switched on a Joker because that's just how things work. But I think you can switch all Denver's three most common actions are um, a Joker and Murray pick and roll, a Joker and Gordon pick and roll, and a little bit of Murray and Gordon pick and roll. And if you have those three guys guarding those three guys, if you have Vando on Murray, if you have LeBron on Joker, and if you have AD on Gordon, 
you can switch any of that and not be at a disadvantage. Mm-hmm. And it allows AD to run. Like, and if you want to bring AD out of the paint, as the Warriors were trying to do, right, with their number one objective in all their offense was get AD away from the basket because he just destroys everything. We gunks everything up and destroys everything at the basket. Fine. Mm-hmm. Okay, Nuggets. Then you're putting Aaron Gordon in actions more than you want offensively. So I, there was the there was the there was the McMiniman report about bringing D'Lo off the bench, and they, the Lakers sources were afraid that they might lose him. Can't get even, worse. Even that. Even that said. <laughs> even that said, I would that that is my suggestion. That was my suggestion before game two. It was not, uh, maybe it was taken under advisement, but it was not implemented. <laughs> Although I advocated against the rust trade. So how much juice do I have? But that's what I would do going forward. Yeah. I, th- my only concern there would be like the offense would be so stuck in the mud that the offense Denver... is stuck in the mud anyway. Though. Well, yeah, but like it, it, it would be, it, that would make it worse. And then I think we've seen it to this point. And what Denver is essentially doing is, especially on shots that AD takes, they are running immediately. Um, AD, like, I know he's tired. I know he's exhausted and all that stuff. But, my dude, can you sprint back on defense once? Hold on. Hold on. If there is one part of the Lakers postseason that is beyond reproach, above reproach, it is AC, AC, it is AD's defense. Hey, there's a Freudian slip, but no, AD's defense. Hey, when, when the Lakers are in the half court, absolutely. I have no complaints there, but it is taking him forever and a year to, to get back on defense when, when they're back and he's not alone. Okay. So the Lakers transition, but it it means a lot. Well, sure. But like it, I think the reason their transition defense has been awful is because the most important part of their defense is taking a long time to get back in that transition. Like, I mean, it's AD's a, being AD, asked to do quite a bit. AD, AD has quite a bit of a load. He's a here. superstar, Aaron. He's making almost fifty million dollars a year. Like, he, when they when yeah, they keep but, asking when they keep asking Jokic to do more, it's just like, all right, fuck it. You know, here I go. I'll get my Jigglypuff ass up and down the court if I have see, to. Uh, Malone, Michael Malone. I don't want him to yell at me. Michael Malone said uh, he called Joker. What did he say? He called him Secretariat. And he said he can he can run for days. I think is what he said. I'm like he's that dude. Okay, I mean, I guess slowly, but I guess so. <laughs> I have a buddy, um, Kirk, who like is getting like has been working to get back in shape like crazy, and he like just recently started breaking six minute miles, um, which is really effing good. You know, that is impressive. And I was like, man, how the hell are you doing that? And he's like, well, the thing is, I have super long strides, and I just get into a rhythm, and I just clear a shit ton of like a, a, a like a, a shit ton of 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 territory with my with my stride, and it helps me like on a treadmill treadmill like actually go pretty fast. Um, and I feel like that's kind of like Jokic's approach to this is he just kind of gets into a rhythm and he just runs forever at at, at, at his pace or whatever. But anyway, is there anything um, worse than distance running? I think that is like banging your yeah. big toe your little toe against the bed frame or something and distance the, running are like the worst things on planet earth the entire reason my five foot nothing hundred and nothing happy ass went into basketball instead of soccer was because in soccer we were expected to run in con- like in you know conditioning season we were expected to run like 13 15 miles and shit like that and i'm just like huh nope no 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 
I'm better at soccer, but I'm I'm going to basketball because I'm not interested in that. My um, my basketball coach was a former Marine uh, in high school. Was it Mike Malone? Uh, no, Michael, because he will yell at you. Yeah, sorry, sorry. But he was like a seventy-year-old dude, and he used to. Miguelito? He used to go. Uh, he used to bench. He used to like fold his legs. Uh, YouTube, you guys can see this, but mm-hmm. he would like fold his cross his legs and bring them off the ground on the bench. Yeah. And would just rep two plates. <laughs> like this little, just, it was like this little tiny, like math teacher. <laughs> I was like, what are you doing? And so he used to make us run because I guess he learned in the, he would ask us, what do you hate most? What, um, what, what do you hate? What, what exercise do you hate most? Like in the gym, what do you hate most? <laughs> I'd have been like resting. You... I hate resting coach. <laughs> and he goes, and there was some military <laughs> training was like, well, that's your body telling you that's what you need. And so all of us were like, we hate running. And he'd be like, okay. So we had to run, we had to like run down to the beach and run on the beach and then run back to school. And then he made us do homework, which was running uh, three miles. And you had to have somebody sign it. So you did it. So I was, I tried to get my mom to just be like, yeah, he did it. <laughs> and my mom wouldn't, my mom's too yeah. honest. So she wouldn't lie for me. <laughs> so she made me go do it. I was so angry that I ran three miles in 17 minutes because I was so angry at all parties involved that I did not want to participate in this. Yeah. Distance running is terrible. It's the worst. It's I will never. Worst. I mean, my knee is. Yeah, you know, I will never run again because I just can't run. I will never run again. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was telling somebody that last night, and she was like, "Yeah, but running is stupid anyway." I'm like, "Yeah, I agree. Like, I'm no. <laughs> I will never run again unless somebody chases me. You like break your knee over again just to just so it doesn't get any. I'm ideas. not running. Never again. <laughs> I'm only running if somebody's chasing me. All right. Um. And then probably still not. I'll just deal with the consequences in person. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever, man. Mike Malone's just chasing after you. My name is Michael. My name is Michael. <laughs> just with a like, just with a knife. Just <laughs> rant, 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 rant. You, you're running. You're like, you know what? Screw it, Mike. Yeah, bring it on, Mike. He's like, I will meet you at <laughs> thirteen hundred hours in the park. <laughs> Um, all right, so let's let's wrap this thing up here uh, and and look ahead to this weekend where the Lakers. Uh, by well, no, I'm going to publish this immediately here on on this Friday afternoon. Okay. Um, so tomorrow, um, you know, the Lakers are going to have Game Three back at home, and then they play Monday for Game Four. Aaron, you and I are going to talk again next Thursday. Mm-hmm. And uh, by that point, game five could have taken place. Do you, uh, w- w- next time you and I talk, where, what do you think the situation is going to be? Uh, so that will be, yeah, so it's Saturday, Monday, Wednesday, three, four, five. Mm-hmm. Um, so what you're asking me is, do I think there's going to be, um, do I think I'm going to get another home game is what you're asking me. Do, I, do you think there's going to be a game six? Um, yes, yes. Mm-hmm. I mean, the Lakers are not getting swept. How about that? The Lakers are okay. not getting swept. Um, <clears throat> will the Lakers win two out of the next three is your question. Mm-hmm. 50, 50. I mean, I, I can, I don't think the Lakers are going to get swept. Um, 
the thing I'm the, the thing I'm the nervous nuggets about. Are, the Nuggets are the overwhelming favorite to win this series. So are, what you're asking me is, how dare you, Aaron? They are underdogs. They are I nothing mean, but underdogs. They had no chance coming into this series, even yeah, though Vegas I mean, had them as having the, Vegas had, predicted. I don't care what everybody at ESPN says. Were they like? chronicle nine thousand people from espn and they all just even all those people said that denver was going to win the series (laughs) yeah but like most yeah most of them yeah and vegas did so i don't i mean look again it's a little brother syndrome yeah um so yeah um yeah i'm gonna say yes um Yes, I'm going to say yes. Again, because this is the way the playoffs work, right? When somebody wins a game, it feels like whatever they just did is inevitable. So Denver won two games. They had the Lakers on the ropes and the Lakers fought back. And then the Lakers sort of had Denver on the ropes and the and Denver fought back. Denver ended up winning both games, but they were both close. And the Lakers could have won both games. Yeah. So it feels kind of overwhelming because that's just how it feels in the playoffs. But there were two games at home for Denver and... Now the Lakers get a chance to, I mean, again, like I, I don't believe as we started this, I don't believe in that it doesn't start until the road team wins a game because the Lakers are in trouble. They're down 2-0 and you only need to win four. So Denver's halfway there. The Lakers are in trouble plainly, but here's what I will say. I, the Lakers are not getting swept. I don't think. And, um, as far as, but here's what, here's what I do think. The Lakers had better win both of these at home because yeah. If they split, I do not think the Lakers are winning game five in Denver. So mm-hmm. if you're asking me what it's going to look like when we talk uh, next Thursday or, or whenever it is again for the Lakers lounge, the Lakers had better win these two at home. Or if the Lakers do not win these two, I think the season will be over by the next time we talk. Yeah, I think I'd agree with that. I think I would probably agree with that. Hope hope that is uh, not the case. Hope that the next time you and I talk, we will be getting ready for a game six um and if you're in the building saturday or monday come say hi to me and shake my hand and i'll get you a beverage unless you're a nuggets fan if you're a nuggets fan and you go say hi to Aaron, do you have nuggets fans listening if you're a nuggets fan my guess is my guess is there are like there's at least one person from dmvr watching right now Mm -hmm. my guess is matt is probably has watched some of this over the course of this thing Mm. and um, and then like, I think like, look, I do this all the time too. Uh, like when the Lakers are good, I will go watch opposing people's stuff. Just to just revel, to... revel in the, their misery. Yeah. <laughs> so I, 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 I would hope, I would honestly hope that that is the case. Like, here's the thing, man. If it wasn't for these annoying ass Nuggets fans and, and Michael Malone's stupid little quotes, I, there's a lot that I like about the Nuggets team. No, like, but that's what the playoffs KCP is, right? has, like, KCP's been like super, like w- helped win a championship for the Lakers. He's been really good in the series. And like, if it wasn't against the Lakers, I'd be like, man, it's really cool watching him continue to like be a winning, winning player. No, Jamal Murray's that's... a fucking dog, dude. Okay, I love watching that guy let's play. Put, let's put the Warriors and Lakers aside because the yeah. four biggest fan bases in the NBA are lakers fans warriors fans lebron fans and steph fans right that's (laughs) like the four pillars of the nba so we had all of that in one series and lebron stands and steph stands have been going at each other for 10 years on twitter the warriors fans and lakers fans not so much until the until lebron came to the Lakers. so let's put that aside but that's what the playoffs is right you're like did you have any like we all hated dylan brooks before the series started but like whatever man like and then you grow to hate 
the entire team. You grow to hate the city of Memphis for some reason. Your barbecue sucks, Memphis. Like, this is what it is. This yeah. is what the playoffs do. And yeah. series, you start. It's I, I think I said this on your show, right? It's like you, when you the offense and defensive line in, in, in training camp in the NFL, like they are going to fight because they're just at each other over and over and over. All Eventually, the time. you want to hit somebody else. Yeah. You want to hit somebody in another team. So that's what that's what the playoffs do. You build up this animosity to to uh, other teams and other cities and other fan bases. And Twitter is the main culprit in all of this. But yeah, you think Denver's stupid and there won't none of the Denver fans are coming up to me to game because they can't afford tickets. You know how much it costs to live in Denver? You get like a <laughs> nine bedroom apartment for about 50 bucks a month. The Denver's cheap. Like they can't afford tickets to the game. No, none of them are going to come up to me. See, how was that? Was that good? That was good. That was good. We'll end there. We'll, we'll talk to everybody next week, hopefully with more basketball to be played. <laughs>